أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله by the grace of Allah سبحانه وتعالى that we are here tonight in the mosque that we are able to mention by our tongue his name that we are able to be able to move remembering his name and that we are able to be agile and in a condition of movement because of his permission subhanahu wa ta'ala there are many people in this world physically unable to listen or to hear or to talk or even to move and there are others who are in more difficult position of not being able to think for themselves may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heal anybody who is needing of help tonight and may Allah give them the health that will keep them in his remembrance now when we come to think of ourselves in many occasions when a person think about himself you think about yourself as a physical being and it's about time especially now whereby the advancement of the physical is apparent for everybody to see and everything is measured by how quick technology is moving it's only perhaps 15 20 years ago a lot of the gadgets that we're using today we don't have it's only perhaps 20 years ago or 25 years ago a lot of the ability that we have today to transform information from place to place it was not even existing but alhamdulillah with all this there must be a little bit of reflection and tonight I'm going to talk about tonight I'm going to reflect upon something important and that is the spiritual being the human being now when you think of yourself as a physical being, you tend to look at yourself only from what you see in the mirror. The strengths you can show, the physical ability of being able to do things, the mental ability of being able to comprehend things, and all those things, if you think about them, at the end of the day, there are other creatures who are living with us among the animals who could do the same things. There are animals which are bigger than us, stronger than us, faster than us, and have abilities, subhanAllah, that we can never compete with. Even a dog can smell better than us. A bat can see better than us. Okay? Although it is blinded, but it can see. You need to reflect about that. There are creatures that we know what is going to happen to this earth before we know about it. If there is an earthquake, a volcano, a motion, a movement, whatever is happening globally, these creatures have abilities that we don't have, and although we are honored. The question needs to be raised, is this honoring Allah is talking about when he says in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا And indeed we have honored the children of Adam. Is this honoring physical or spiritual? If it is physical, as I just said, there are animals, who were more gifted. Therefore, it must be spiritual. Now, the spirit, no one can 
described. No one can talk about. Nobody can give an answer. When the Jews came to Rasulullah sallam and asked him about the spirit, Allah said to him in the Quran, "A'udhu billahi min shaitanir Wa'is'alunak 'anil ruh. O Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they ask you about the ruh. Say to them, it is of the commandment of my Lord. <coughs> Just tell them it is something that happens by Allah commanding to be, and it became. Full stop. Nothing else. When it comes to the body and how it was created. Allah describes everything in the Quran. Everything. But when it comes to the ruh, there is nothing. But the only thing we know about the ruh and that more information was said about is the heart. Now even that, subhanAllah, is confused. Many people think the heart Allah talk about in the Quran is the physical lump. That physical, okay, flesh, People think this is the heart Allah is talking about. If this is the case, then when we transplant a heart of someone to somebody else, it should manifest itself in that person. If a Muslim heart is given to a non-Muslim, that person who is non-Muslim, once he wakes up, he should say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. <laughs> Does it happen? No. If immediately the transplant takes place, the person okay, will turn to the wife of that person and say, I love you. Does that happen? No. It doesn't take place. It shows you one thing. The physical body is just a vehicle. Because you are an earthling, it was made of the earth. If you are a Martian, it would be made of the arch soil. If you were from the moon, it would be made from the moon soil. And you have to realize, every planet where people live, other creatures live, they can only live with that body of that planet where they are. So if we think of aliens, we should think of them to be of the physical domain they are in. Look at the malaika, for example. They are from a spiritual world, and therefore their bodies are spiritual. And therefore they are able to manifest themselves in the physical world. And they can come from the seven heavens across to the first heaven, and then they can come to our world. And by the way, our world is what we describe by seeing among the galaxies that are created. And I promise you by Allah Almighty God, what is being described by those who are studying the world above is only a fraction of what they can see. For years, they used to say the world above is dark. Now, just now, they said this is light. Of course it is. But they were blind to see. But because they are investigating and researching and they are thinking, Allah is opening for them. The opening, when you think through your mind and you reflect, is not only for those who are Muslim, for everybody. Allah says, You must ponder upon the creation of the heaven and the earth. This pondering, this thinking, is not limited only to a believer, anybody. And through that pondering and thinking, for a non-Muslim could be guided to Islam. For a non-believer could be guided to faith. For somebody who believes, Allah could increase or cement and strengthen their faith. So for us, as Muslims, alhamdulillah, whom Allah has given the opportunity to be in this position, we need to understand who we are. And tonight, we're going to give you a glimpse of what the Prophet said about the heart and what the Quran really talks about us as a spiritual being. 
And if you honor yourself, Allah will honor you. If you dishonor yourself, then you will find the opposition with Allah. Now, there is a verse in the Quran. I would like everybody, when you go back, you open your Quran and you must read it. And in the next week, until we meet next week, inshallah, by his permission, reflect upon it. You will gain a lot of knowledge. I was talking about this yesterday in my khutbah in the school. And somebody came to me, a very learned brother. I said to me, look, Sheikh, I need this reference. And I know he will be going and investigating it word by word, letter by letter. That is his character. And that's the way it should be. Now, this verse is in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 179. And I want you to listen with me to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said. Allah said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولقد ذرأنا لجهنم كثيرا من الجن والإنس لهم قلوب لا يفقهون بها ولهم أعين لا يبصرون بها ولهم آذان لا يسمعون بها أولئك كالأنعام بل هم أضل أولئك هم الغافلون صدق الله العظيم الله سبحانه وتعالى ستيتس نسي من سورة الأعراف verse 179 <coughs> that they do not use to listen to hear what is being said with them. Indeed, those are like the cattle, like the animals. However, they are worse than the animals or the cattle. Why, Allah, are you saying this? Because they are neglectful. They are neglectful. I want you to think of three things. They have hearts that do not ponder. They have eyes that do not see. They have ears that do not hear or listen. I ask the question, do the hearts that are in the chest think and ponder? Allah says so. Allah didn't say the brain. Allah said the heart. Now, if you have ears, obviously you will listen and you will hear. But Allah said, they have it, but they don't. Allah said, they have eyes. When you have eyes, that means you see. Allah said, they don't see. Allah is not talking about the physical eyes, or the physical ears, or the physical hearts. Allah here is talking about the spirit, the ruh. But more important than this thing, and I'll explain to you where this comes from. Allah said, those people are like the animals, but they are worse than the animals. Not my word, it's Allah's word. To show you what I said earlier, in the physical format, we are like the animals. But in fact, when you measure us to do with abilities, we are worse than other animals. We are weaker. We are weaker than the dog when it comes to smelling. We are weaker than the horse when it comes to strength. We are weaker than the cheetah when it comes to Speed, running. When we come to creatures that think, many of those creatures 
are more intelligent than us, but we don't understand even their intelligence. We need equipment to tell us whether there's going to be an earthquake or not. There are animals, they know the earthquake is coming and they save themselves before us. And that is something we need to ponder about. Allah says those who are not having these faculties and using them properly, they are the ones who are neglectful. So neglect comes in two ways. Think with me carefully. Those who are neglectful are those who are neglecting their origin, their creation, and their creator, and those who rejected faith. They're outside. So the world, at any moment of time, is divided into two camps. The camp of those who know their origin, their creation, and their creator, and they are the believers. And those who did not, and they were not, and they are the disbelievers. But among the believers, we have those who remember and those who neglect. Those who remember are those who are keeping the right and wrong, the halal and the haram, and they are obedient to their Lord in doing what is being made compulsory. If you are neglectful of your salah, if you are neglectful of your fast, of your duties to your parents, or any other responsibility of the deen, you are among the neglectful. Haven't you heard your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran? أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ويل للمصلين الذين هم عن صلاتهم ساهون Wow! A grave punishment for those who pray. How could they be punished if they're praying? Those who are neglectful. They don't pray it regularly. They don't pray it properly. They don't pray it in its time. They don't concentrate on it. Salah without a spirit. Salah without a ruh in it. It's not really salah. Or fasting or whatever. Now we come back to this subject of <coughs> they have ears and eyes that they not. When Allah says, لَهُمْ أَعْيُنٌ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ بِهَا Al-Ibsar, the sight, gift, is of two kinds. The physical sight, whereby I'm seeing you and you are seeing me. But the spiritual sight, whereby your sight is not limited. I give you an example. When you sleep, in the night. Are your eyes open or closed? Closed. When your eyes are closed while you are asleep, okay, are you able to function physically and to move about? Of course not. But when you are dreaming, you see yourself all over the place. You can go to Mecca, you can go inside the Kaaba, you can travel anywhere, you can go to your childhood, you can go when you are an adult, you can see things that are going to happen tomorrow or in the future, you can go to the heavens. You're free, you're like a bear. And you could see yourself lying on your bed. Who's seeing who? The ruh is seeing the body. So when you are seeing yourself in the dream, that which is seeing is you. And that which is being seen is your vehicle. Just like when you go outside and you look at your car. Is your car yourself? Are you the car? That's your car. When you are driving your car, we cannot say, mashallah, this is Imran. Is driving. Yes, you are driving the car, but you are not the car. Okay? So the spirit is like the driver, and the body is like the car. That's the way I want to think about it. I'm trying to make it as simple as I can. Now, so if sar or sight, Allah talks about it for the spirit by saying in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إنها لا تعمل أبصار إنما تعمل قلوب التي هي في الصدور. It is indeed not the eyes that are blinded, 
when you are distinguished between halal and haram, right and wrong, good and evil, but it is the eyes of the heart in the chest. Innaha la ta'mal absar. It is not the eyes that are blinded when you are unable to distinguish between right and wrong, but it is the heart in the chest. So the heart of the spirit is where you can see good and evil, right and wrong, light and darkness. And you could see all that which Allah wants to manifest in your, in your life as to be the way to himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to the hearing, what does Allah say about it? Allah says, giving us a comparison between the companion of Musa, alayhi salam, and the companion of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi salam. About the companions of Musa, they were all able men and able women. Allah says, وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَهُمْ لَا يَسْمَعُونَ They said, oh Musa, we're listening to you, but they heard nothing because they manifested through their action nothing. He said, go right, they went left. He said, stand up, they sat down. He said, don't do this, they did it. If you are told, this is the fire, don't jump in it. This is the height, you might fall, keep away from it. And you do, that means you heard nothing. That means inside, the soul is not comprehending. So when you see somebody, you talk to them all the time. No. That's why Allah said to Sayyidina Muhammad don't tire yourself with them trying to remind them all the time. If they don't listen, leave them. Leave them. Hence, in Islam, we don't compel people. You talk to them. If they are really open in their heart, they will hear. If they are not open in their heart, in their chest, no. Even if you pour anything in their heart, they will not. They're blinded. When it came to companions of the Prophet Allah said, they said, we have heard you, O Muhammad. And to prove to you that we have listened to your message and we have heard it, we are going to manifest this in our action by being obedient to you. Sami'na wa'ata'na. Ta'a meaning obedient in English. So here, the companion of Muhammad did not just listen to the message, they heard it. There is a difference between listening and hearing. You could listen, but you heard nothing. But to really prove that you have heard and understood, then you put it in practice by manifesting it in action. Okay? And therefore the best of those people, those who learn and act upon what they have learned. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet to say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa'u Allah, I seek refuge in you from knowledge that bring no benefit to me. A knowledge you read, you read the newspaper. What is good in it? You read a novel. So what is it? I mean, imagine you read Harry Potter. So what? You're not going to get any reward. You're not going to move a millimeter forward. But you read one letter of the Quran, you will get ten good deeds. Mm. One letter. Alif, ten good deeds. Lam, ten good deeds. Mim, ten good deeds. How many I got now? Thirty. And Allah can multiply it by ten, by seventy, by seven hundred, and to those whom he loves without count. Without count. Without counting. In abundance. That's the idea. So now we understand. Allah talks about sight and hearing, not physically, but spiritually. And if you want to know about those two things, that means when you are seeing, you understand which path to take, right or wrong. Okay? When you are hearing, you understand what is 
that which you should do and that which you should not do. That's the idea. Now we come to the topic I want to talk about, which is Zahar. It is said by the Prophet وسلم, reported by one of his companions called Wahb ibn Munabbih. Wahb ibn Munabbih. Listen to this. Qala, inna allaha azza wa jal fataha samawat lihizqil. Hizqil is one of the malaika. The malaika are many. And some of them, their names are mentioned, like Jibreel, Mikael, Israfil, Israel, Munkar, Nukair, all those are mentioned, and you should know them, read about them. And I wish somebody could write a book in English about the angels. I really wish, because the world of the Malaika, the beautiful world, there is a lot written in Arabic, but it needs somebody to research it and put it together in one book. It would be fantastic research to be done. Yeah? Or the world of the jinn. Or even a book about Iblis. I had never seen a novel written about Iblis. Have you ever seen even in English? Somebody should write a novel about the place. It will be a best salah, inshallah. <laughs> and because people really know nothing about him. There's a lot, really, to be the best book. Yeah? If anybody is interested, I can help, inshallah. Now, this Hizqil, Allah opened for him the heavens. He said, look up. From his world, not from our world, from his world, Allah opened all the heavens because there is ceilings. They were all open for him to look further beyond where Muhammad went in Mi'raj. In Allah Adda wa Jal Fataha Samawat Iskil, Hatta Nadara ila Arsh, until he saw the throne. I don't want you to think in a physical term. Don't think in physical term. But imagine there is the Arsh, the throne. Don't think how it looks like or whatever. No. But until he looked at this area where the throne is. فَقَالَ حِزْقِيلِ حِزْقِيلِ straight away because he is an angel and angels are obedient by nature not like us when we see something we're like oh wow gosh I don't know where we get this thing from this is what we do silly you don't get anything out of it and when we go to a new place we're all over the place we never learn from Muhammad when Muhammad went to that world Immediately when he arrived at the seat where Allah wanted to be close, he just sat like the way I'm sitting, put his hand like this, and put his head down. Allah described him, His eye never swerved to look, neither he stared at something. So we say in the adab of the believer, when we go to new places, we don't look around, and if we see something, we don't stare at him. Until the owner or the host shows us around. Sometimes the host is coming from his room, whatever, and he finds this all over the place touching his things and looking at it. Oh, wonderful. Where did you get this from? <laughs> mm. bad, manners. bad manners. Bad manners. So this is, we learn this from Allah and the Malaika and Muhammad Sallam. What did Hizqil said? Subhanak ma a'zamak ya Rab. Glory be to you. How mighty you are, my Lord. Because he noticed something great when he looked up. Just like the companions who came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said to him, I looked up and I saw great things. He said, Alim tafaldam. You have known, keep quiet. Otherwise, there will be a lot of jealous people. Who, like imagine Sayyidina Yusuf, his brothers were jealous. Subhanallah. فَقَالَ اللَّهُ إِنَّ السَّمَاوَاتَ وَالْأَرْضِ لَمْ تُطِقْ أَن تَحْمِلْنِي وَضَعُفْنَا مِنْ أَن تَسَعْنِي O Hizqil, O my angel, the heavens and the earth have not been able to carry me. And they were weaker 
in containing me. However, the believer with a soft, gentle, lenient, merciful heart is able to contain me. Now I'm asking the question, can you still think it is the heart that is opened by the doctor? Uh, the, the heart that which a doctor can play with and can put new valves and can take it out and can hold it and whatever, it's not that heart. It's the heart of the spirit. Allah is not in the physical form because Allah is not physical. So don't think like that. Another hadith of Rasulullah reported by Tabarani and Abi Umama, another companion. He said, the Prophet said, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this earth, there are containers. And the most loved containers for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that which is gentle, lenient, and soft, and pure. And the containers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he loves most on this earth the righteous people hearts the righteous people heart so if you are a righteous person Allah loves your heart وجابر بن عبد الله الأمصاري رضي الله تعالى عنه as also reported by Tabarani said in a hadith the prophet said ألا أخبركم على من تحرم النار shouldn't I inform you to whom the hellfire will be forbidden all the companions said Ya Rasulullah who is that person Everyone who is lenient, soft, gentle in their behavior, and easy going while interacting with others, and close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mercy, will never enter the hellfire. Hence, your messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, when you are talking to others, when you are interacting with others, always say the good. And keep the bad to yourself. Whoever spoke should say good or be silent. Give good news and never make people run away from that which you are trying to invite them to. However, He sallallahu whenever he's being given the preference to choose between two things, always he chooses the easier way. We find in our time now, people who are inviting people to Allah, they make them do things which are very hard. Yet, he, the teacher, the father of all teachers, he was always lenient. Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hayyina layyina. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as those who described him said, he was always easy going and very lenient and gentle in his behavior. Alayhi salatu wassalam. Now, one clever, clever point, and I like the point. I like poetry very much. He described the companion of Rasulullah and the members of his family. And listen to this, how he described them. And in it, there is one thing a lot of you today take very easy, lightly, and you use it in your life. Some people are very religious, apparent. But hidden, they use these things and it's not good at all. You are not among those who are lenient or gentle or kind or merciful. After you listen to this, keep away from that. Hayyununa layyununa aysarun banu yasri Suwa sumakkati abna'u aysari La yantiquna ala al-fahshai wa in nataqu Wa la yumaruna immaru bi-ikthari 
من تلقى منهم تقول لاقيت سيدهم مثل النجوم التي يثري بها الساري I wish you understand Arabic May Allah allow you to understand it He said lenient easy going soft in their behavior children of those who were always gentle and easy going the people who ruled Mecca the children of the best of people in behavior, conduct, and interacting with others. They will never mention anything with their tongue to be rude, to be vulgar, neither ever swear or put down or demean by their tongue anybody. And if they speak, they do not show off. And if they argue, once they realize the argument is not, not going anywhere, they stop. They refrain. Whomever you meet amongst them, you think you've met the best of them. Why? Because they are like the stars in the heaven, which are clear to see come rain, come sunshine, because they are the means for people who are traveling by night. This is the companion of Muhammad. He said in the hadith about them, this is his family. My companions are like the star. Whomever among them you choose as a guide, you will be guided. Any companion. And therefore, we need to read about them. We don't read novels. Maybe to improve your language. But really better to improve your faith. Read the story of the companions. Research them. Google them. As I said to the children's school, Sheikh Google, mashallah. He's very generous nowadays. He's not bakhil, not greedy. He can give you anything you want. But avoid the wrong, inshallah. Now, Allah said in Surah Qaf, another beautiful surah. Qaf, for the people of the spiritual path, is a mountain. In Arabic, it's called Jabal. Jabal Qaf. Every spiritual man of knowledge wants to climb this mountain. And every physical human being who have some vigor in them, some feeling of doing good, they want to climb the Himalayas. I don't want to climb the Himalayas, I want to climb Jabal Qaf, spiritually. Yeah? So may Allah make it easy for me and for you. Mahdim al-Arabi speaks a lot about it, Imam Ghazali, those people. But this is in the spiritual world. So Allah always uses these spiritual things to talk about. We don't know what Qaf is, as Allah uses in the Quran, but we refer it to that high place. Allah said, He named the surah after this, surah Qaf. And he began, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Qaf, which we don't know what it means. Wal-Quran al-Majid, and the noble Quran. Why Allah is making an oath to us? He's the Almighty, He's the Creator, He's the Master. He doesn't need to make an oath for us because he's the trustworthy, he's the truth, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet he said, this is in verse 37, this verse from Surah Qaf. And Surah Qaf, by the way, is a very beautiful surah. Read it. In it there is a lot to ponder about. He said, Inna fi In this Quran that you recite, in this book called the Quran that you recite, if you recite every day, and I hope we are not neglectful of the Quran. And being among those, the Prophet ﷺ was shun in the Day of Judgment when he says to Allah, إِنَّ قَوْمِ تَرَكُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا 
Oh Allah, my people, after I passed away, they have neglected the Quran. Every day, whether you know how to read the Quran or not, open it. There are some Pakistanis will tell you, some of their aunties, uncle, grandparents, who cannot even read Arabic, they will open the Quran every day and they will put their fingers line by line. They want to prove that they are reading the Quran. And people say, they are ignorant, they don't know what they are doing. They don't want to miss looking at the Quran. As when you go to the Kaaba, if you look at it, you are worshipping Allah. When you look at the written Quran, you are worshipping Allah. Ask Allah to teach you how to read it. But at least, even if you are very lazy, open it and look at it. By the most beautiful Quran. Glory be to Allah. And whosoever glorify anything belonging to Allah, even if it's a stone like the black stone, if you respect it, honor it, glorify it for the sake of Allah, Allah will honor you. Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab, when he came to Mecca, saw people kissing the stone, he looked at the stone and said, by Allah Almighty God, if I have not seen the Prophet kissing you, you are like another stone, but I'm kissing you because the Prophet kissed you and honored you. When we touch the Kaaba cloth, it's just a cloth. It's made by brothers and sisters, we know them. But not like another cloth. People fight over it. I have a piece I carry with me in the school, and I take it to the children to make them revere it, respect it. And they say, can we touch it? Of course not. Your hands are in your nose, picking your nose, <laughs> in your socks, touching your toes. I don't even want to say salam to you. Keep away from me. So they try to wash their hand, bring their perfume. Can I touch it? I say, when you are behaving well, when just <laughs> clean in your physical body, but spiritually you have to be good to me, then I'll be to you. encourage them. That's the idea. Okay? So in this Quran, Allah said, in the Quran, there is a reminder. There is a reminder for those. Who are those people, Ya Allah? To the one who have a heart. Everybody have a heart. Who's sitting here who doesn't have a heart? The only thing Allah said in the Quran, Allah never gave a man or a woman two hearts in their inner, in their chest. No, no, no physical two hearts and no two spiritual hearts. You only have one. Okay? But all of you have hearts. But Allah said, when it comes to the reminder being of benefit, I ask you the question, are you benefiting from the reminder that you hear are you using them in your life? If you are not, then your heart is not there. You need to find it. Look for it. And you can only find it when you turn to Allah and you cry and you beg and seek forgiveness. Please, Allah, okay. Because Allah said earlier on, they are like the cattles that are not using their hearts. Or even worse. So we need to find our heart. Then Allah said, if you don't find your heart, what do you need to do? He gave you a second choice. Or he used his hearing to open his heart. Wahua, Shaheed, and he the witness, he is able to see right from wrong. These verses are powerful verses. When you read them, they speak physical, but the dimension is deeper to speak spiritual. Allah is not speaking about you as a physical being, Allah is speaking about you as a spiritual being. Verse 179, Surah Al A'raf, Surah number 9, and verse, I think, one or 37, Surah Qaf, I think Qaf is number 50. Allahu Alam, but I think it's 50. Look for those surahs, look for those two verses. Read and reflect and pray and ask Allah to make you understand them. Now, Abu Darda, another companion, one of the great companions in Bukhari, Ahmad al-Tirmidhi, is reported. 
beautiful hadith to finish with. He said, Man min whosoever is being given, okay, his luck, his chance, his gift from Allah of being lenient, he's being given a part or a share of being a good person. And whosoever has been deprived from being a lenient, gentle, kind, merciful person, he's been deprived of good. A Muslim who believe in Allah, who believe in the last day, who trust in the word of God, who believe in it, hearing, seeing, comprehending within, will never be harsh, will never be wicked, will never use his tongue to swear or demean or backbite or spread rumors or insult or put down or act in a vulgar way. Because this tongue is being commanded by Rasulullah to say good or to be silent. If you ever used to swear, go and pray Torah Ga'ad and promise Allah you will never use your tongue to swear again. If you ever used to backbite or say bad thing by your tongue, stop it. Rasulullah held his tongue by his two fingers and says, this is the worst part of the human physical body and it can lead him to the highest place in paradise or to the lowest place in hell. Ma'ad ibn Jabal said, this little lump in the human body will do that, Ya Rasulullah. Your mother will cry over your head, Ya Ma'ad, if you do not take this word seriously. Take it very serious. Lisanak, husanak, in suntu sanak, wa in khanak. The Arab wise man says, your tongue is like your horse. If you look after it, it will look after you. If you neglect it, it will throw you away. It will never benefit you. Okay? Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was asked, Aisha, we know the Prophet amongst us. We see him, the best of men. But how is he as a father, as a husband, as a man living with a female at home with you? She said, وأكرم الناس وكان رجلا من رجالكم إلا أنه كان ضحاكا بساما شيسس رضي الله عنها he was the most lenient human being he was the most generous human being however he was just a man like you one of your men except he was always a man who's laughing and making people laugh and always smiling there is no time for us to be walking constipating. <laughs> there is no time for us to be walking, acting. Everything is wrong and we are doing right. Everybody is going to hell and we are going to heaven. That's not true. People before us who lived, they said, we are the chosen people of Allah. Allah said, no, you are not. We are not the chosen people of Allah. We are lucky to be believers. We are lucky to be Muslim. I am very lucky to be in the mosque now sitting with you talking about Allah. Allah, I am very lucky. I thank Allah from the bottom of my heart. And may He subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our gratitude by opening our heart, allowing us to hear the message, allowing us to act upon the message, allowing us to see the truth and to keep away from falsehood. For indeed, the truth has come and falsehood has vanished. For indeed, falsehood by its nature is ever vanishing.
ever vanishing. It will never remain. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought the truth through Jibreel, who was the trustworthy from Allah, the truthful. And it's still remaining. And it's going all over the world. And it will never stop. How many men before him, after him, brought a lot, did a lot, and they have been neglected, forgotten, and nobody needs to know about them. May Allah make it easier for me and for you to go out of here reflecting about what we said, reading those verses that we talked about, and thinking and pondering about the honor Allah gave to us when he says, and indeed we have honored the children of Adam, that we will know ourselves. Rasulullah says, whosoever got to know himself will surely get to know his Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma rabbi arifna bi anfusina. Allahumma rabbi arifna bi anfusina. Allahumma rabbi arifna bi anfusina. Wa qarribna minka qurbatan tamhaqu biha anna kulla dhambin wa aibin birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Allahumma rabbi sturna. Allahumma ya rabbi nsurna. Allahumma ya rabbi ayidna. Allahumma ya rabbi wafighna. Allahumma ya rabbi ati nufusana taqwaha wa zakiha fa innaka anta khayru ma zakiha. Rabbana sturna bi sitrika aljameel. Rabbana sturna bi sitrika aljameel. Rabbana sturna bi sitrika aljameel. Sitrika alladhi sitrata bi dhatak. فلا عين تراك ولا يد تصل إليك يا رب العالمين اللهم رب احفظنا بحفظك يا حفيظ يا قوي يا متين وآتي نفوسنا تقواها وذكها فأنك أنت خير من ذكها طهير اللهم ألسنتنا من الكذب وقلوبنا من النفاق وقلوبنا من النفاق وقلوبنا من النفاق وأبصارنا من الخيانة وأعمالنا من الرياء برحمتك أرحم الراحمين برحمتك أرحم الراحمين إلى شرف النبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وآله وصحبه وسلم وإلى ثائر المشايخ والأولياء والصالحين من ذكرناهم ومن لم نذكرهم يا كريم ومدنا المدد وارواحهم وسلكنا في سلكه منك على كل شيء قدير سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم والضالين أمين I'm so sorry I came late I wanted to finish early to come early and I had a girl whom I taught from the age of five. Her name is Zainab, and she got married. And she got married in Hyderabad in India about uh, maybe three weeks ago. And her mother and her father were insisting I go to Hyderabad to do her nikah. <laughs> so I couldn't go to Hyderabad. Yani I was not lucky enough to go. But now they did the wali matunat, and they were insisting I should come. So I went. Uh, please forgive me for that. And I think it is good to always start early. I'm so sorry, it is one o'clock. I promised myself by 12 o'clock everybody will be home. So today we're a little bit late. May Allah forgive us. Naam Sidi. Alhamdulillah. How are you? Are you all right? All the brothers and sisters. Alhamdulillah. Just a couple of things. Yes. I spoke to Sami from Bafta. Yes. Alhamdulillah. Alaykum as-salam. Amen. I'm not sure if you know his mother was in a car accident a few months ago. No. Allah. She was in hospital. She's out now. Alhamdulillah. May Allah give her shifa, may Allah give her afiyah, may Allah heal her totally, physically, inshaAllah, and give her the spiritual strength, inshaAllah. I'm using myself, I'm moving to Nassimah next weekend. Ameen. InshaAllah, I won't come as often like once a month or so. InshaAllah. May Allah make it easy for you, and may Allah give you the best in Nottingham, inshaAllah. May Allah open hearts in Nottingham through you, inshaAllah. Keep on, every week, you must reservice your spiritual body, that would be fantastic. Really, if you do that, you'll help yourself. MashaAllah, this is the Mawlid. Yes, oh, my Sheikh Mawlid, Allahu Akbar.
يا سلام يا سلام وكان صلى الله عليه وسلم ينمو في اليوم نمو الطفل في شهر ثلاثين يوما زمانيا فقام على قدميه في ثلاث ومشى في خمس هلالية وفجأة زكاة ملت له صلى الله عليه وسلم جميع قوات هي صلى الله عليه وسلم every day when he was born was equivalent to 30 days his day was like a month so in three months he stood on his feet in five months he was walking and in nine he was complete like those children who run about and talk and everything beautiful inshallah one day we will read it this is Sheikh Saleh Al-Ja'fari Mawli my Sheikh Allahu Akbar Allah bless him. Anybody have a question? Then we'll let you go. Yes, my brother. Yes. Alaikum oh. Your name, my brother? Oh, Yaqub. Yaqub. Where are you mm-hmm. from? Preston. Preston. Ma, you came with Ahmed. Where is Ahmed Preston? Ah, Ahmed, how are you? How's your son, Zain? Is he all right? Alhamdulillah, keep him and look. How's your wife? Is she looking after you? Yes. Are you looking after her? That's the right way. Are you looking after her? Alhamdulillah, Allah bless you. We miss you. Allah bless you. Amen. We miss you. Inshallah. May Allah. Bring all of you to London, inshallah. London is a good place. May Allah bring you. How are you? Preston people. Who is from Preston? You're from Preston. You're from Preston. Are you from Preston, my brother? Who else from Preston? Who came with you? Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Milton Keynes. Alhamdulillah. Are you from Milton Keynes? Your name? Daniel. Daniel. Oh, Daniel is a good name. You know he was a prophet? He's a very good prophet, Daniel. I have a dua for him. Very good. Maybe one day I give it to you. I never give it to anybody. I give it to you. It's a very good dua. When I have troubles in my life, I read it. Allah removes them from me. I'm a little bit mean with it. I haven't met a Daniel before, so I give it to you. Yeah, very good dua. Do you read Arabic? Then you will read, inshallah. Allah make it easy. You go. It's easy to read Arabic. It's easy, very easy. Really, very easy to read Arabic. Arabic is very simple. The easiest language to learn is Arabic, because it is by vowel. It's just you need to open your mouth. A, u, he. <laughs> yes, if you can do that, a u e, you speak Arabic. Inshallah. <laughs> yeah? Seriously, Arabic is so simple. People say, oh, it's difficult. It's the easiest language in the world. Wallah. If you learn, for I'll give you an example. It is all to do with the verbs. But people today, they, because they, in English, in the Western world, they say, don't teach grammar. Rubbish. In Arabic, if you learn the rules of grammar, just the root word, you do everything. I give you, like for example, we say, akala. Akala meaning, ate. He he ate. So to say, she ate, you say, akalat. Just add at at the end. So daraba become, darabat. Dakhala, shariba. Isn't that easy? (laughs) So easy. It's so simple. But people say, oh my God. Why? You see, a lot of the mullahs from Bangladesh, Pakistan, when they learn Arabic, they become stars. <laughs> <laughs> and they make it so difficult for the people to learn. It's so easy. Serious, it's so easy. Arabic is not difficult, inshallah. Okay, anybody else have a question? Anything? Remark? He didn't ask his question. Are you asking a question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. SubhanAllah. I didn't ask a question. I'm so sorry. Okay, Sidi. Uh, what's your question? I have two questions. 
Okay, no. Uh, you can have three if you want. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you spoke about prayers before. Yeah. About how important prayers are. Yes. I've been a Muslim since the 27th of January. MashaAllah. Mabrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing everything that I can to improve me worship in, in prayer. But obviously, I like the people who can speak fluently um, with the salaks and mm. everything else. Yeah. I, I have to go off piece to piece of But you know, there's a. Yeah. There's a hadith where you know, you know, about not feeling prayer, you know, off piece of paper. You're supposed to memorize it. Because they've took so much on. I'm going to tell you one thing. Mm. Use paper. I give you permission. I will answer for you in the day of judgment. You want to pray? Use paper. Pray. Don't listen to nobody. You want to pray? Even if you stand and hold the book and read. Haven't you seen brothers in Tarawih? They're holding the Quran. What is this? Read. Open your paper. Read. Do anything until you get it and grasp it. Prayer, my brother, literally means a connection, a link between the spirit within and the spirit home, the Almighty Allah. As-salatu silatun bayna al-abdi wa rabbi. Salah is the link between the servant and the creator, Almighty Allah. That link is spiritual. Once you raise your hands to your shoulders, this movement means all this world I leave behind. Once you bring it down, anything in my heart, the spiritual heart, I leave beneath my feet. And now, I'm addressing my role. You don't tend to look at anything. You don't raise your head to look at anything up there. You look down in humility. And you recite. <coughs> you just recite. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Praise be to the Lord of the world, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, the most merciful, the most kind, Malik Yawmiddin, the king in the day of judgment. Iyaka na'bud wa iyaka nasta'een, you alone I worship, and from you alone I seek my help. Ihdina as-sirat al-mustaqeem, guide me into the straight path. Sirat al-ladina an'amta alayhim, the path of those whom you have bestowed your mercy upon. غير المغضوب عليهم not those whom you were angry with ولا الضالين nor those who are going astray only you so it is an, it's a connection like you see two couples who love one another you look at them sitting in the cafes looking in the eyes what do you feel? I feel nothing <laughs> what do you see? I see nothing I love you liar liar you don't love me Liar is what they say. Because love is not by looking. Love is within. Real love is within. When you see two old people sitting in the park, from your people, 70 years old, 90 years old, holding hands, looking at one another, saying, I love you, they are true. Because they have been married for the last 60, 70 years. They never even raised voice to one another. Today, I love you, I care for you, telephone, mobile, iPad. The moment they get married, argument, fighting. We don't do that. Love is here. Not in the physical heart. We draw the physical love. <laughs> How do you know love is that heart? <laughs> Where it come from? Yeah? So you don't have to worry. Allah is with you, my brother. You are very lucky. Alaikum <laughs> salam. Yes, say, say. You, um, you had some 
verses that you had written down in the yes. newspaper? Yes. Yeah. Do you mind if I get them off you before? Huh? Do you mind if I write them? You, you just before? write them now if you want. Verse 179, Surah number 9. Read it, it's good for you, inshallah. Anybody please help him? Uh, can I advise you on advice? Yeah. Buy yourself a notebook. Always carry it with you. Yeah. You don't need to look for paper. Just a small notebook, those little notebook. Okay. You buy it and you write on it. Wow. And if you are like my brothers who have got this technological thing, it's easier. Wow. <laughs> nine. One, surah number nine. What, one, nine? No, surah number nine. Surah this is the chapter. And the verse is 179. 179. Yeah, Surah Al-A'raf. Yeah, 179. And the other Surah, I think Surah number 50. 50. Qaf. Check it. Qaf. Verse 37. 37. Surah Qaf is 18. 18, 18, sorry. Qaf, Qaf. Qaf, Qaf. 50, yeah? Yeah. Verse 37, Surah number 50. Yeah. That's the Quran. Verse 37. Verse 37. Yeah, you're welcome. Inshallah. You are with Ahmed, aren't you? Sheikh, yeah. okay. when we have dreams, yeah. do they come to the heart or are they to the ruh? The ruh is the heart. You're a computer man. <laughs> What's the most important part of the computer? If suddenly somebody wants to investigate a computer, is it the shell outer? What is it? What is, what is the most important way I can get all that information in the computer? It can be the hard disk or the CPU or the RAM. Which one of them is, which one is most? <laughs> they must be a part of it, have got everything. CPU. CPU. Yes. All right. So you need to think about it like that. The place whereby everything is taken, analyzed, and used. That is where it is. So the heart of the spirit is everything. When you see through the spirit, you see through the whole body. If you look, if you remember your, the next time when you are dreaming, think of me. You don't see with an eye in the dream. You see with your body. You don't hear with your ears. You hear with the, the whole thing. You're not physical. You're a spiritual, my brother. And Allah sometimes gives you this beautiful feeling. You could be sitting in your prayer mat, and you hear, you hear from your whole body. Allah. I remember when I got married, and I was sitting on the prayer mat the first day, and uh, my wife was lying in the bed next to me. And I was sitting doing my right after the prayer, she wanted to lie down. And the sheikh from a distance wanted to say Mubarak to me. And while I'm reading my right, like, I could hear him talking to me, calling my name and then saying, I wish you, I made a long dua, but I wasn't hearing with my, I was hearing with my whole body. Yeah, so Allah can make it. But it's a gift, it comes sometimes. Yeah, these things, and when you see, you see with the whole body as well. Because when 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 the when they say al wa tams, these are two terms that are used by the spiritual people. And by the way, inshallah, I'm going to teach a course of the soul. Inshallah, I'm going to start it soon. I'm just working on it because it has to be divided into. I'm going to teach it in courses. 
the first course maybe it take about seven weeks, two hours at a time. But you need to register. The only condition is that you are serious, you're not gonna miss. If you miss one lesson, don't come again. Because there's no time, unless the person <coughs> is sick, he cannot move from here. But because seeking knowledge, you have to come to it. Because we need to be serious, so to complete it, so you can go and benefit other people, yeah? So inshallah, uh, I have been asked to do this, and I'm gonna do it, inshallah. And if you can make it. In London. In London, yeah. It's gonna be hard. But we could do it, those brothers who come, we can do it through the, yeah, you can do that. And this is the computer yeah, money. Would you, say, would you say it'd still be worth it if, if you crawled on your belly? And got you can if you want to come. <laughs> if you want to come, it's okay. But if, 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 you, if you find it difficult to come, then what we will do, because we're going to do it like on a Thursday evening. So instead of coming tomorrow to work, we can use the laptops, the computers, we can put, and people can sit down, you can sit down there, you and Ahmed and all the brothers, we can tell other people in other cities, yeah. okay, yeah, why not? That's an easy way. And you, you'll be in the same position, you're just watching it in a screen, yeah? Nice. We'll do this, inshallah. Third question. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're welcome. Three is sunnah, in a way, <laughs> yeah. Three is the way of the Prophet he always repeats things three times, yeah? Um, when, the, when the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, drew a square in the line for the, yeah. and then some lines on the line. Yes. Um, can I have your explanation on that? I have got. I, what did you hear? Tell me what you understand of that. What I understand of it. So, when they asked, when they asked him what it was, he said the square was the world yes. that surrounds us from all angles. Okay. Right. The line that's going through is our path going into the world. And going out our of it. Our path going through the world and then going yeah. out. But then what they asked him was, what were the lines on the path in front of him? He said, there your tribulations and your things happen. Yeah, and if you overcome them, they'll go back in front of you. <coughs> Where if you fail them and you stumble, they'll go behind you. Yeah. But what I want to know is, is that, is that something to do with the, ba- the balance of the scales? Is something to do with it? Yes, it, it, to some extent, yes. But to make it easier for you, mm. if you look at this, and here is the end where you can reach your Creator. And here is the beginning of your spiritual birth. Not birth by physical means from your mother's womb, mm. but spiritual. Like now, you 27th of January, you become Muslim, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. That that what the day you are really born spiritually because now you have identified yourself with the Creator. Now you are here; He's here. You want to go back to Him, but there is this big gap between you two. So the line is a straight path that takes you asrat al mustaqim. Now the sides are that which will distract you from Him. As long as you are in the straight path, not being neglectful of Him, but being in abundance remembrance of him. The journey will be easy. The journey will be enjoyable to get back to him. Anything else will take you out. Even chit-chatting, gossiping, backbiting, whatever. All these things will take you out. And therefore, in the Day of Judgment, the same way, this is in our world now. Here is heaven. And here where you stand. And between you and heaven, there is a hellfire. And then that, that sirat, which is spiritual now, will be made physical. 
like a bridge. You have to walk on it. The good you are, the wider the bridge is. And the widest will be for you that you can hold 40 brothers or sisters on your left or right like that. Can you imagine I have 40 people here, 40 people here, how wide that will be. And each one of them is opening his head like that. And the narrowest is thinner than a horse tail hair. Mm. Imagine to walk on that. Not a rope, but thinner than the hair and sharper than the sharpest sword. And imagine you are supposed to walk on it to cross outside. If you fall, you fall in the hellfire. So the narrower, the worse the condition spiritually of the person, the wider, the better spiritual condition. And the only way to widen it is to say exactly to yourself what I said to you in my lesson tonight about making yourself the lenient person. Your Prophet Muhammad Sallam, he was sent at the mercy and he have the golden heart. And Allah even after that said to him, وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا قَلِذَ الْغَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلَكَ Oh Muhammad Sallallahu if you are harsh in your treatment to them, the companions who were around him and the people of Mecca, okay, or those who came to him from all around, and your heart was tough, they would have walked away from you and left you. And look at us today, we cannot even <coughs> debate or talk with our brothers who are in the face properly. We just want to argue because there are two things in the argument. Either we want to prove ourselves to be better, clever, we know everything, or we are right and you are wrong. I want to prove myself. As Banu Yusr in the poem I just read, when they argue, when they realize the other side is trying to be stubborn about what they believe, we don't know. We leave it to Allah. We walk away. So I want everybody to take a lesson that in order for us to fulfill that hadith of the square for yourself is to make this heart lenient, gentle, loving, caring, sharing. Yeah? And by the way, inshallah, tomorrow in this mosque, for the first time, we're going to be feed, feeding the homeless. Whoever is in London, you can come. I don't know the timing for it. 11, 11 to, 12. to 4. Yeah. 12 to 4. 12 to 4. If you want to help and support, please. A lot of homeless people, inshallah, we will hope they will come to this mosque. And we want the non-Muslims outside there, and even there are Muslims who are homeless, to feel that we are people of gentleness and kindness and mercy. And Yeah? All right? So this, inshallah, will be. And also another thing, the last Sunday of every month, there is in, in, in Rumi's cave, we are doing a lecture. And the sister, Mallory Warta, called Sukaina, she called this, Salam's Sunday. The first lecture I did last, last Sunday of, of, of January or February. So inshallah, at the end of this month, I will do another one, which is going to be the 20, what is it, 23rd? I think it will be the last Sunday. So, or 20, what, is, what is it, the last Sunday of, of March? 25th. 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 Put it from now. We'll go. So the first talk I did is about the word Salam. I spoke about salam. So inshallah, the next one, okay, I'm going to talk in the same line. Just, just to explain, it's words. What do they mean in Islam? So that we understand and we appreciate that when we're talking, because a lot of rhetoric is going outside. The people are saying things that have nothing. As I say to people all the time, 
I never, never understand how come people say things that the Prophet never said. You don't put your interpretation. We just say exactly what the Prophet said. An interpretation from yourself should be matching to what the Prophet said, equivalent to it, or will never be against anything else being said by him or his companion. That will be all right. But other one, no. And to make it easy for people to understand us, inshallah. All right. Anything else? Yes. I've got a poem for you and everybody here before you go. Yes. Poetry. You're right, poetry. Yes. Oh, Allah. Don't leave your leave your poem because I once you finish it, we make dua and we go because poetry is beautiful to leave at the end. Anybody else with a question? Anybody else with? One, yes. One question. Yeah. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He asked the girl, "Aina Allah," and she replied, "Bismillah." Mm. Some people take this to mean uh, literal. Can I ask a question? Is there a difference in the comprehension of children to the adults? Mm. Is there a difference? Okay. Now, if a child come and ask you a question, and an adult ask you a question, and the question happens to be the same, would you give them the same answer? No. I'm a teacher. I taught in primary, secondary, college. <coughs> okay? Yani, from the age of three, to the age of okay, adulthood, alhamdulillah. Now, the same thing I teach in Islam to the children, and the same thing I teach them in the school, who are four or five years old, I come and teach you here on Saturday. But I talk to you differently. But I bring that to their level. Address people according to the level of their understanding. So a girl comes to Prophet and asks him, Ain Allah, where is Allah? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knows. If he said to her, Allah is with you, who? Where is he? Then I want to have a look at him. <laughs> Allah said in the Quran, ma'akum. He could have told her that. And he is with you. Aina ma kuntum. Or she could say to him, Will he be with me in my bedroom? Will he be lying next to me in the bed? It will not be fitting for him to put her in that position because she will act physical. That's the spiritual answer she needs. Okay? Now, what else can he tell her? There are many other ways he could have told her. But the easiest way to say to her, Fissama. The girl, he didn't give her the answer. She said, when he said to her, Aina Allah, he asked the girl. The girl said like that. And always, when we speak about the Almighty, we speak about ulu, about height. So when even we raise our hand, it's like that. So once she said like that, he said to her, Sadaqti. Fine. Because it suits her age. You understand? The level of understanding. He will not say to her, no, 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 no. Allah. Allah is not in a place. She was a young girl. She was a young girl. She was young. Some people, they still, they still, they take this to be literal. Well, they don't just take that. They say even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above the heavens, sitting on his chair, above his throne. Imam Malik rahmatullah alayhi. If you think about him as the fairest man ever. And he, think carefully, he is the third generation. Malik, his teacher was Nafi'. And Nafi' was taught by either Aisha or Anath ibn Malik. These are two teachers. So, subhanAllah, unique one female who was from the house, knowing the inner, and one from the house as well, knowing the inner and the outer. 
Anas was a servant of Prophet ﷺ, lived with him since the age of 10, learned from him for 10 years. And Aisha lived with the Prophet ﷺ as his wife until he ﷺ passed away in her laps. So they, nobody knows him better than those two. They taught Nafi' and Nafi' taught Malik. So his book was the first book ever to be written, the Muwatta, and the most comprehensive, truthful book ever. And I am proud to say I follow this book. After the Quran, I don't see any other book. Even Bukhari and Muslim, they are fantastic books, but people dispute certain hadith in them as well. Okay? To their truthfulness. Although they are sahah. But Imam Malik, not one single hadith you can find to say da'if. I challenge anybody. Because the sanad of Imam Malik in the learning is called the golden chain. You understand? Imam Malik, the golden chain. So Imam Malik, rahmatullahi once upon a time, he was sitting in his majlis, a man walks in, Ya Imam, عندي سؤال. I have a question. What is the question? يعني, uh, explain this verse for me. الرحمن على العرش استوى الرحمن upon the throne he has sat the beneficent upon the throne he has sat what does it mean he says الاستوى معلوم to sit we know what sitting means to sit on your back okay but for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot be comprehended because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot be measured by time space or place and the question is a bid'ah and an innovation. No verse like this, and there are many like these verses, called in the Quran, any companion of the Prophet. I challenge any man, bring those tafasir. Not one single companion of the Prophet about these verses. Asking this kind of question, this is bid'ah, this is innovation. Get out of my majlis. I don't want to see you. So if anybody open, I never talk to people about this thing. This is ignorance. Ignorance. You should believe Allah has a chair. You should believe Allah has a throne. But how? Allah said in the Quran, yes. Nothing is like Allah. Allah has no picture. Allah has no similar. Allah has no statue. Allah has no image. Allah has nothing like him. Don't comprehend by your mind, your physical brain, Allah can be comprehended. فكروا في ذاتي لا الله سبحانه فكروا في مخلوقاتي ولا تفكروا في ذاتي think about my essence no he said don't think of my essence think of my attributes and never ever ever think of my being because you are not in the position to think of how Allah is mm. I'm asking you a question have you seen the malaika okay when you go and when you open art books, have they a human being who draw malaika? Yes, they did. They draw a beautiful human being with the face of the most prettiest woman in the world, with the most physical, beautiful human body, with muscles and everything. But to make it malaika, they give it two wings. From where they got this? <laughs> Their imagination. Allah cannot be imagined. Yeah? Allah cannot be imagined. The same thing. The jinn. Iblis. <laughs> Have you seen Iblis being drawn by human being? They draw him so ugly. And I tell you, I promise you, he's not an ugly creature. They give him two horns, they make his face red, they give him a tail. Iblis doesn't have a tail. <laughs> That's silly. 
In fact, if you, he will laugh at us in the day of judgment. In fact, Allah will bring those people who claim Iblis must guide them and say, Iblis come here, Iblis will come. He's an attractive looking creature. And Allah will ask him, Iblis, did you misguide this person? And Allah will say to the person, is this who guided, misguided you? Say, who is here Allah? Is this Iblis? I had never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> but you said he misguided you. But I haven't seen this one. I saw Iblis, the one with two horns, the one who have got a red face, and ugly teeth, and have got a tail. Iblis said, this is me. لا تلوموني ولكن لوموا أنفسهم. Do not blame me, but blame yourself. We are very silly. We are like children. Go, you have children? Give your little child the paper. Say to him, draw mom and dad. How does he draw you? A big fat lump with short legs. How does he draw your wife? Very thin with a big red face. When you ask him, the lipstick. Yeah? All children are like that. All children. So it is imagination. And we shouldn't imagine things. All right, I think we should go. And I, we have the story, Sister Zahra, how are you? May Allah give you shifa and afiyah. And all the sisters, how are you, sisters? Are you all right? Alhamdulillah. Thank you for coming. I am so sorry. You should be by now in bed, looked after, inshallah. But inshallah, this is something that... How many sisters are there sitting there? Four of you. I have three dates. There is a lot of barakah in them. Yeah? You can share those, inshallah. And you, 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 you make it for... Oh, alhamdulillah. My brother, what's your name? Yaqub. Yaqub, give it to those sisters there. Give every one of them one. All the barakah of the blessings of this night is in these four deaths, inshallah. You don't mind them giving it to the sisters. You see? The Prophet says, Allah has made me love. How many things he loves? The Prophet says, Allah made three things in your dunya loved for me. What are they? And Nisa'u. The women. What else? Well, <laughs> the perfume. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and the prayer. Yani my delight. My delight is salah. So may Allah give us that, inshallah. Tawfiq. Awudhu wa ta'ala. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You gave me this, I give you this, inshallah. Huh? Amin. Lana wa lakum. Um, before we go Zafa, we must make dua for Zafa. I mean, because uh, I was with Zafa with some beautiful children. Alhamdulillah. Tonight, Alhamdulillah. I supposed to be here, but I come late. Alhamdulillah. I know that you have been attending to someone wedding. Mr. Panwati Law increase you to be for others I mean. in this. Uh, Domain here, marriage, etc. And uh, it's been a very good audience here tonight. I haven't seen none of them yawn. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yes. Because the Prophet Muhammad said, We do not yawn. Uh, All those who are tending to get married. Being here, uh, you must promise yourself that you're not to ill-treat women. I mean, yeah. If you think you're a he-man, mm. a he-man and you could ill-treat women, is not very nice. 
you got to think about your sister mm -hmm. just in case if anybody should ill treat her. And if you all are telling the Sheikh anything here, you think the Sheikh's hands is full up, he cannot see or hear or everything. That is not the case. You must tell the Sheikh both sides of the story. Mm. What I'm saying, you're not supposed to ill-treat the women. And the woman, she's not supposed to ill-treat the man. The Sheikh just stated, the TV this, TV this, TV that. You just get more than you start this rebellion fighting. There must be a reason for it. There must be a serious reason for it. They're taking the husband to court and saying that he's molesting the child, mm. and it's not so. Wow. Uh, Mr. Mohammed would like to see you, Sheikh, because they let him out of the court, and he'd been to Hajj, and he came back safely, and he wants to see you. Amen. I haven't told the Sheikh anything, but I make sure I'm going to give the Sheikh a good report about each and every one of you if it comes to the crisis. Amen. I'm not going to tell the sheikh wrong. Anything I tell the sheikh, and if he don't do it, well, that's it. I will be in the clear. Because some of you this definitely take, they treat people, uh, people not strong, and turn them into a physical wreck. And it's not so. And may Allah bless all you fellas. Amen. May you change your ways Amen. and guide others. Amen. I want to pray for all of you all here Amen. when I'm not behind you Amen. because you all are babies. What has happened to others, I would not like it to happen to you all, but I make sure there's two sets of people in front of me and they're both carrying age. Iblis got long age and so is the righteous got long age. I make sure I'm going to go to the right one and not Amen. the wrong one. Amen. And we're not here to embarrass each other. Amen. If anybody have embarrassed me as a child, I'm not going to do this to y'all. None of y'all. And may Allah help y'all and clean y'all hearts. Amen. Amen. Clean your ways. Amen. And Allah will certainly guide us and protect us all. And we will pray for Zafar. Amen. We'll ask Allah to increase him. Amen and strengthen him, we must learn. And uh, we pray for the children who, who is learning, who is Amen. teaching. Uh, and we all hear it, be careful what you're saying. I'm not going to be afraid of any one of you all because I'm going to speak the truth. Amen. I'm not mixing matters here in this case. Amen. If I'm deceitful to you, brother, I'm going to find myself in trouble. You understand me? I mean. Because if you're good to me, and every time at all I'm doing the opposite, I'm going to get hit. And the worst to hit me, it will be Allah. Mm. If I come to you and I tell you so, is so, I mean so. I don't mean. speak to your people. May Allah guide us. I mean. take us. I'll visit you one day. Soon, Mustafa will make the arrangements. With the Sheikh, I'll visit the people in Derby. In Newton, huh? Yes, I visit you. I've been busy. And we pray for the people in Derby too. Amen, Ya Rab. Once the okay coming from here. Amen. Uh, Mr. Imran, mm -hmm. I like you. Mm -hmm. 
I trust that you will conduct yourself right. And uh, I trust, I really do that believe you will conduct yourself right. Uh, brother, you must pray for the people in the Sudan. Amen. Mr. Mohammed, Ahmed, Ahmed, eh? Ahmed yeah. you must pray, you're looking well. Please convey my salam to everyone out in the country. Amen. Hamza, uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala, bless you, brother, and keep you well and protect your family. Uh, Gassim, subhanahu wa ta'ala, protect you and keep you well, your family. And Mr. Uh, it is strange about you. Uh, Imad. You see, Imad, it was you and Hamza. Which one of you talk is with Subhanahu But anyway, you will be a good husband when the time comes. I mean. Uh, I love my elders there. Uh, I love all you fellas. I mean. You must pray for the doctor. I mean. Once you pray for the doctor who will put his hands upon you, Allah will sustain you and keep you well with us. Yes, definitely. We pray for the interim of the people. Who works in the hospital here? You. You see, may Allah bless you, Amen. protect you, keep Amen. you well, and Amen. allow you to pass your exams. Amen. And all you fellows here will pass your exams. Amen. Allah will sustain you and keep you well. Fatiha. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم الضالين آمين يذكر الله شيخ عمر سلام عليكم الله لا إله إلا الله